Good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here today. And I uh, appreciate you spending some time here this morning. And I apologize for the light and the glare, but the sun is shining right in my window this morning. Um, and if I take my glasses off, then I can't see what I'm doing. So I can't see my Bible. So uh, thank you for enduring the glare off of my glasses. Uh, we're going to start this morning in Acts chapter 2, verse 14. And I'm going to do something that I haven't done in the, I guess, three years or so now that we've been doing this through Psalms, Proverbs. Um, my mind went blank. I don't remember. James, um, we've been uh, doing this. Um, and the whole purpose, really, uh, of this little short, brief morning time is more of a devotional type time just to look at the passage and try to get something out of it that uh, speaks to us and, and guides us a little bit along the way. Uh, but uh, as we come now in verse 14 to the sermon at Pentecost, uh, this morning I'm going to uh, attempt to basically summarize all uh, 26 verses, 27 verses of the sermon at Pentecost. Then... Um, I'm not going to promise every afternoon, but most afternoons I'm going to try to also uh, put up another uh, brief uh, moment of actually taking the, the sermon in more detail uh, because of how important it is to uh, Christians and the church today. Uh, I think it deserves more attention, uh, but I know that everyone uh, doesn't want to... Uh, go that far into uh, into it. Uh, so I, you can do both, either or, uh, or neither, I guess. Uh, but um, I, I will be releasing uh, another, uh, another uh, video. Uh, hopefully I'll start uh, this afternoon. Um, and again, just taking the Sermon at Pentecost uh, as a whole. So, uh, if you will, if you want to follow along, uh, again, I'm not going to go verse by verse here. It's just too long. Um, but I do want to summarize. Let me encourage you to read uh, verses uh, 14 through 40, uh, whether you're going to come back and watch the, the breakdown or not, uh, but to read uh, the sermon uh, at Pentecost. Uh, the sermon came about, if you remember, yesterday we ended uh, with uh, those who were watching the, uh, the church uh, accusing them of being uh, of being drunk, and so Peter stands up to answer uh, this charge and informs them uh, that uh, these folks are not drunk, uh, but they are simply uh, living out and experiencing uh, what the prophet Joel uh, had uh, had uh, foretold, and that uh, they were living in the last days. Uh, and again, uh, I know some would look at that and say, well, wait a minute, if that was the last days, why are we still here? Uh, we have to remember uh, there's a difference in our schedule and God's schedule. A day to us uh, and a day to Him are two different things. And so uh, when He says it's the last days, beginning uh, from the moment Christ ascended, uh, this world was in its last days, whether it was one day, ten days, or ten years, or a thousand years. Uh, the clock began ticking on the end 
of this world because at that moment when he ascended, uh, the uh, disciples were told there that this same Jesus who you see uh, going up, he will return. And so the clock began ticking at that moment on the last days, on the judgment uh, of man. And that these days, uh, if you down to verse 22, uh, he begins to explain these these are the days of Jesus. These are the days uh, that uh, Christ, uh, the New Testament church, that Christ will be proclaimed, uh, that uh, men, women, boys, and girls will come to a saving knowledge uh, of Jesus Christ, and we are living uh, in uh, those days uh, that, um, that fulfillment uh, of, uh, again, of Old Testament uh, scripture, uh, both of Joel. Uh, then uh, verse 25, he says of uh, the prophecies, the words of David, uh, and many of the Psalms are uh, messianic, prophetic Psalms, looking forward uh, to the coming uh, of, uh, of Christ. And uh, he says, you know, the, the proof is uh, in me. I, I saw the resurrection of Christ. The proof is in uh, the other eyewitnesses that witnessed uh, the uh, resurrected Christ, and then ultimately uh, the ascension uh, of Christ. We saw uh, Christ ascend back into the heavens uh, with the promise that we would uh, that we would see Him uh, come again. And the end of that sermon, uh, in uh, verse 37, uh, we see the great can, can, uh, the invitation, uh, men and brethren, what shall we do? Uh, the, uh, the, the, the people hear that and they cry out, what, what are we going to do? Well, how do we respond to this? And Peter gives them the answer, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, uh, that uh, you would uh, respond and, and give your heart and life to him. And that is honestly the outline of the message that the church needs to be preaching today. Uh, we are living in the last days. Uh, we're living in a day of great opportunity. Uh, the day of great opportunity to receive Christ, to accept Christ, repent of our sins, and accept Him as our Lord and Savior. If you haven't done that today, let me encourage you just as Peter did. Every one of you, Peter says, in the name of Jesus, in verse 38, repent and be baptized. If you don't know Christ, give me a call, email, reach out, um, or another Bible-believing church in your community, uh, and tell them you want to know more about how you can be saved, because the message uh, of the church has not changed from this sermon. We're in the last days, the days of Jesus Christ, and he will return. Therefore, what can you do? Repent and be baptized. Uh, think about it. Hope you'll join us this afternoon, uh, probably around uh, five or so. Uh, we'll get that together. Uh, we'll try to get it, uh, if not today, tomorrow. Uh, just watch for them. They'll pop up in your feed, and uh, we'll break this sermon down uh, in a little more uh, detail. Otherwise, we'll see you here tomorrow, and we'll pick up in verse 41. All right? Have a great day. We'll see you here uh, this afternoon or tomorrow morning.